transmitting live to you around the world from an intergalactic space station of my choosing. This is episode 60 or lockdown episode number one. Depends what you want to say, but we are in lockdown right now. As always, I'm your host, Rebel Zen, uh, aka Danny Hale, and with me, as always, trying to figure out her microphone. It's different in space, zero gravity, so everything's floating. Is our producer Winifred Mox? Hello. Hello. <laughs> you still you still you're still figuring it out. I'll uh, I'll keep everyone amused while uh, I watch her try and grab a microphone from the <laughs> zero gravity situation. We are high above the Earth. Uh, we thought we'd uh, change our location. Uh, this well for foreseeable future. It is a lockdown. Uh, we're not on the normal space station that everyone can see every so often. We're on our own intergalactic space stations further away. Further away, we wanted to take the lockdown seriously. Um, anyway, so since you last heard from us, we recorded the last episode literally the day before the lockdown kicked off, which seems like three lifetimes and a yak ago. It does. But we are now in a situation where a week and a half, nearly two weeks actually by this point, into the UK lockdown. I know everyone's got their own flavour of lockdown around the world. Um, it is definitely a flavour, <laughs> yeah. There is a different flavour of lockdown, mm. no matter where you are. Um, it would be cool to get you all commenting on, on things going around the world on our uh, social media. You won't, but it would be nice. Anyway, a few things to say before we kick off the show so to speak is one thing i wanted to say is like just a bit of separation we did a kind of uh look into this situation a few weeks back and i was tackling it kind of medical in terms to try and say stuff a lot of information has come out since then in weird and wonderful places very credible places one of the most credible sources that i heard was from toronto a doctor in toronto just explaining to people what this is all about. Right. Coronavirus is, and I just want to put this out there for people who are panicking. Okay. Coronavirus is basically a strain, a viral strain that lowers the immune system. Basically what we are all panicking about is this thing called COVID-19, which is, I explained it a bit last time, but just to say now, the thing that's really bad about COVID-19 is it has a high um contagious factor to it it's really infectious it is um obviously everyone's heard of it so it's very infectious we all know <laughs> about it uh, it's more famous than the beatles at this point but basically it's the lung scarring that mm. is being the most dangerous element of this because basically when your lung scars medically turn there's not a lot you can really do depending on how fast you heal depending on the window depending on the situation it's a very dangerous place to be for an individual just so we are clear the lockdown in place as much as it's frustrating to everyone around the world we're not on the world right now we're high above it in the intergalactic space station of my choosing but basically it's common sense all of this is common sense you don't spread by mingling with other people keeping groups very minimal to the people that you live with it all makes total sense it's an ocd haven <laughs> if you've got ocd right now this is how you pictured the world this is what you wanted mm. um it's basically an introvert and an ocd person's dream mm. um that's true 
But I mean, like, it is just common sense. What we are doing now is basically having everyone's back. So as grave as it is in the numbers that are being thrown out there, it is still a slight percentage of the world's population. If you are on the front lines of it, NHS or whatever, this is almost a world war. Mm. The scenes that you're getting from Madrid in Spain, the scenes that you're getting from Lombardy in Italy are terrifying. They are terrifying if you're a medical person if you're a doctor or a nurse or something like this this is a really intense situation however for us folks drifting above the atmosphere in our intergalactic space station it's not too bad things don't feel too different uh it's a very strange feeling when you get up every morning and you can't do anything mm -hmm. it's like well i was oh i can't do that it's that kind of a feeling <laughs> so it's kind of like you know as long as we all keep saying give everyone something to do uh, if you're a family and you run out of options pick up a board game if you've played board games so you're bored of them pick up a switch uh but basically you know online gaming anything like this have a net conference with your buddies i think pete was saying that he's done a virtual pub mm. recently with all of his mates yeah. where they just go on skype and get drunk so, yeah, uh, <laughs> in their separate abodes <laughs> i don't even want to know the horror story of what that turned into but we actually did attempt, and this is the second point I wanted to say, we attempted to get Pete on. We were trying to do something broadcasted where we've got like a platform we can use that brings everyone together. Thing is, it's single uh, channels, all of the audio. And for some reason, Pete was being very happy scratching and breathing heavy and stuff. I think it's just his normal mating ritual. So <laughs> we were part of that. We didn't want to share that with the world listening. And then we got into our life capsule and went off to intergalactic space station my choosing and so we couldn't reach him from that high but we can reach you guys because we have some seriously awesome equipment but yeah so there's that i also wanted to say uh in a last episode i think i said that tarantino doesn't cameo in his movies he does uh, in all of them as narration usually these days rather than a physical yeah, appearance i think it depends on if you define cameo as an actual physical appearance. Yeah, I, I was basically um, old school. So to me, a cameo is basically a physical. Yeah, yeah, it's a physical showing. Like yeah, he Alfred does, Hitchcock uh, used to do that. It's a very, well, even me, I'm a director and I'm in everything <laughs> I do. So, you know, yeah. it's, it's always the ego. You know, we become the gold standard in our own delusional minds. <laughs> well, half of it's like putting your stamp on it, I guess. And the other half is like, well, someone's got to do it. I might as well, you know. Yeah, do it myself. <laughs> There's always a character that you you know you explain, but I think it's um at least from my own personal ego, it's always a case where I want to jump in and be part of the team rather mm. than be separate for the whole process. Yeah. I think at some point um, I might get mature enough to just be the guy behind the camera, but I doubt it. It's just your directing style. <laughs> I, I doubt think. it. I want to take all the damn good roles myself. No joking. If you are out there watching uh you know amazon prime you've got netflix right now you've got loads of stuff youtube and stuff please check out the show now is the perfect time oh, if yeah. you're bored of stuff <laughs> and you want to see something that will basically make you wish that you hadn't go check oh, out what? our youtube channel that's, it's best pr it's the best the pr <laughs> in the world um if you are on amazon prime look up kinfall and star because it's our pride and joy mm. Try not to laugh through the credits where I gave myself 95 credits at the end. It was all honest. I just was naive at the time and thought it didn't look arrogant, but it does. Uh, so I apologize. I think I've said that in the past. But yeah, anyway, so there's loads of stuff you can do, even on our channels. 
Loads of stuff. Yeah, if you need a laugh, you know, Project yeah, FIA is all up there. Exactly. But, um, you know, this situation is very strange. The lockdown is strange. Again, you know, it doesn't really affect us too much. We've gone from a field to a space strange, station. though, is that everyone is experiencing the same thing globally. I think it's difficult to say that. I think being in the UK, um, especially being in the countryside in the UK or an intergalactic space station somewhere over Australia, which we currently <laughs> It are. might as well be. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you've basically got a lot of things people won't have mm. at your disposal the internet works fine yeah all our water's fine the power's great everything's normal it's basically house arrest i mean this whole feeling is a self-induced house arrest for most of the citizens in the united kingdom yeah but when you start thinking about you know isolated places in ireland mm-hmm. isolated places in spain france italy germany whatever it's got to be freaky this whole experience has got to be pretty inter- uh, terrifying. Thinking about Tokyo, I think people would be quite okay. I think the big test is how well you get on with the people you're locked in the situation yeah. with. Yeah, if there's you're, been uh, a lot of uh, domestic violence. Uh, right, massive rise in domestic violence. Um, probably worse than that. There's mm. been a few homicides. Wow. I'm just saying that to my buddies in america to sound cool to them um <laughs> murders if you're english but basically there's been a lot of this they just uncovered someone in yorkshire for example where this guy who was a stalker has got body parts and stuff in his fields yeah, yeah yeah so it's basically your time where this is really if you're a serial killer you're going to get found out very quickly yeah. in this period of time because <laughs> the cops have got nothing more to really do apart from hmm we should check out that weird guy on our <laughs> list of weird guys. But yeah, no, it's, uh, we can laugh, but it is, this is a mm-hmm. very unique situation. We are all facing it. If you're in Hong Kong right now, I think there's a lot more panic in Hong Kong than there is in the UK. Our sensibility tends to not panic too mm-hmm. much. In if anything, our emotion here is frustration. More people are frustrated. They're getting cranky. Yeah. It is a weird feeling. Like it's been, I, I remember three or four days ago, just waking up thinking, man normal life just seems so far mm-hmm. removed right now yeah. i mean it wasn't that long we were in hong kong it wasn't that long ago we were in tokyo and now you're just looking at the world like wow when are we ever going to be able to go anywhere mm-hmm. again you know at this point i'm imagining in california it's difficult especially in close proximity areas i'd imagine new york is a nightmare right now but it's basically, we can only deal with this looking at it. I think there's a lot of innovation starting to hum. People are using this time, especially this time, to do things they haven't been able to do. Maybe learn a language, maybe mm. read a book if you've never tried that before. you got no excuses. You yeah. can't say, oh, I didn't have time to do that. Well, that's the thing what people are battling with. <laughs> yeah. The difference being like if you're in somewhere like Thailand, mm. you would literally be like, I guess massively unaffected if you're on like fishing platforms stuff like this life is still life but if you are you know centralized in bangkok or something like that it's got to be again scary because the information is what it is Mm. but for the most of us i think the frustrations we're having is because we feel we've had stuff taken away and i think you need to replace what you've had taken away with something that you have put on a list a long list of things you want to do now is your chance to do it maybe we come out of this and everyone looks like a bodybuilder because we've all been training you know <laughs> or, or we're all 
all just gonna turn fat because oh, we're, we're all going meat. the other route. Yeah, <laughs> we're all eating cheese and stuff. Oh yeah, I love my cheese. Anyway, so I mean, it, it is what you do with it. Yeah. But I think you can't really say there's nothing to do. Yeah. The minute you find yourself bored, it means that you're not putting your attention into something, and it's critical mm-hmm. that you do that. We're of course in space, floating around looking for microphones, but you know, <laughs> everyone's got their thing to do. What's just gonna say like? We'll be addressing this as a, like a lockdown theme for the next God knows how long we're in lockdown. But I think it's best that we centralize around a theme. We talk about certain things we've uncovered mm-hmm. only because this is such a unique historical moment. And it, we're, yeah. we're going to keep it going. We originally were going to say at 60, we usually have a 30 max and then cut off the podcast for a few bit to, you know, do something. Have a holiday. Wow. Okay. Finish the script I'm writing. <laughs> you know, whatever. We're going to keep going and going and going and as long as we can, um, just to give people a different alternative take through this time, I suppose. It is a very bizarre time. We can totally do a podcast. Um, that's no big deal for us. It's actually a joy to do. But it's a case where, you know, we want to do our bit to sort of reassure people out there mm. we'll say just to end the coronavirus note because i'm not going to keep doing this and whacking a drum on it because it's depressing enough we're yeah, seeing this turn on the news yeah and it's, it's 20 it's literally 24 7 coverage mm. i think it will be around the world for a very long time mm-hmm. the news reporters and stuff must be having a field trip over this it is kind of exploiting a very bizarre thing but one thing you get and is a common thread celebrities are saying this now they're being hunted down to say this to you. Um, news reporters are constantly saying, in fact, there's infomercials every second on social media, all kinds of stuff. It is important that you honor the distance, the social distancing. Mm-hmm. It is important that you continue to lock yourself away. Only in, in the case of common sense, do not put yourself in a situation where we can prolong this by a month or two months or three months just because... We just don't know. We just don't know where and who is infected and who's capable of spreading it. So it's really just common sense. Basically, I I just think it's, you know, as frustrating as it is, try and keep yourself relaxed. Try and remind yourself that things were normal not that long ago. I mean, it's kind of a stupid thing. If you get to the end of this and you've basically mugged your wife or slapped your husband 50 times or stabbed a TV or something, So you're basically freaking out over a one to two week period. And if you want that to be your rep, if you really thought before all of this kicked off, you were mentally strong and all of this stuff, it's really a test. Mm. So if you broke after two weeks of being with the people you're meant to love the most on the planet, you know, then what does that say about you? And Mm. I just think putting that out there will make you go, okay, now is my time to learn Portuguese, Spanish, <laughs> you know, maybe online gambling if you're into what? that. No, I don't, don't encourage that. I didn't, didn't encourage it. You suggested it. You put, you're putting it out there. Maybe. Well, what are you going to do with your 80% <laughs> paycheck that you can't go to work and collect? Um, I'm just saying, like, there's things you can do, mm. all right? And it's, you know, build something. Book. Build something in your garden, like an igloo out of grass. Build Lord. furniture. Well, that's a bit of a thing, isn't it? But yeah, there's loads of stuff you can do. Do the uh, fix your house. Write a poem. No, don't do that. No one needs that. <laughs> unless you're Write a rap artist. story. No, don't do that either. No, because we'll have nothing but stories after the end of this and I'll be out of a job. Anyway, so moving on from uh, basically the coronavirus stuff and amendments. 
wanted to just sort of throw out a kind of quick nod to my buddies in the NHS. I've got two really good friends. You've heard me talk about them before on a podcast, Faris and Ibrahim. One is situated in Nottingham and basically is very much part of the IC and it is extremely tough for him right now. So mm. if you're listening, Faris, we're thinking about you. We're definitely here every step of the way. You know you can reach me, whatever, but I mean... I can't imagine what it feels like for Ibrahim and Faris right now in, yeah. in the hospital. There's so many people working out there right now. Literally, we can only sort of be bipartisan and see this from afar, really. We're very far at the moment mm. um, <laughs> from all of it. But, you know, it is that kind of a thing. And just to say to them, you know, we know that this is thrown around a lot about heroes and stuff, but really you are. And... Just stay mentally as strong as you can. Remind yourself of all the good stuff coming to you because after all of this is over, I'll mm. come up and tickle you, both of you, <laughs> under the chin and make you happy again. That's the <laughs> that's the vibe. I don't think that's a incentive. Oh, it's an incentive. They love it. They love a bit of tickling. Uh, but, you know, just think of all the good times and know that they're only around the corner. As bleak as this gets, and for those guys, it will get bleak, I'm sure, with the, uh, the things they'll be witnessing and seeing over this duration. But just remember, behind that, there's uh, there's better times coming. And there really is. We've all got to keep our positives. Saying that, though, the main crux of the show, I wanted to start talking about two main topics this week. One is, and it's really conclusive to where we are and where we find ourselves, Intergalactic Space Station, how much crazy stuff is going on in space right now? Mm. It's crazy. Yeah. The Express, they're constantly talking about UFOs right now. They're loving to say, like, we've had 75 asteroids near missing Earth. Uh, just to point that out, near missing is like 3.9 million miles away from Earth, uh, which is closer to our space station. We're looking out for you. But basically, there's been comets seen, there's been asteroids, there was an asteroid hitting the atmosphere and blown up to be a fireball the other day in the north, apparently, according to tabloids. Think what you will with the tabloid headline. I heard something like there's going to be four asteroids passing Earth, like this weekend or something. Well, it's, it's opened up a hell of a lot of things. It feels like we're back in the X-Files hubbub of the uh, <laughs> mid-90s, but basically, several things that I'll, I'll point out. There's a lot of near misses, a lot of asteroid activity, a lot of uh, comets. Some articles are saying how NASA picked up a picture of this four kilometer scale asteroid. Right. And I saw a shadow on it that looked like an alien. Mm. I'm pretty convinced it's Jesus returning. I think that's how he's doing it. It's like his little TARDIS or no. whatever he comes back on. No one's really specified. Jesus is an alien? Blatantly. Blatantly. God is definitely not from this earth, is he? He's never stepped foot down here, so of course he's an alien too. It's basically definition, yes. Jesus is Thanos, okay? So stick with me. Jesus. He's Thanos. He's collected all of the ring uh, jewels. I should say rings. I've just mashed up Lord of Rings with the Avengers. He's collected all of the uh, Chaos Emeralds from Sonic the Hedgehog. He's got them all in the Infinity uh, Michael Jackson right-handed glove. And he's on his way back to uh, rid us all of our issues. He's not an alien. He's not a tentacle alien. I mean, Japanese would love that, but he's not. He's not um, a grey alien. He's, we don't know. But basically, they've seen this thing. I think it's a shadow of a satellite, personally, but no one's ever pointed that out. But we are looking at the skies almost like, why not? 
right now why not why not everyone look at the skies and it is quite a thing we pointed this out a few weeks back now when we sort of went into the theory of how everyone's acting and all of this stuff doesn't seem logical but one thing that really makes you think we're on an impending alien invasion is the fact that in the usa vip high brass and the military are all tucking themselves away in a bunker right now to okay. avoid coronavirus <laughs> and the construct i was having biological standpoint is yeah. that one in those 50 people in the bunker has coronavirus it's not going to be a joyous time it's going to defeat the purpose it's a completely stupid move i'm sure many americans will think that i'm right about that but it's interesting because that is so obscenely Are they over going the into a bunker for some other reason that they're not telling us? No, basically America has a systematic thing. It's not just a rumor. It's not just a Grand Theft Auto extra thing that you can do on it if you've got enough money, virtual currency. It's actually a thing. A lot of these bunkers exist around America. Mm -hmm. They start off as a bit of a con. It's been going on for ages. I think the first ones that were basically made into sort of a somewhat apocalyptic hangout or yeah. a panic room on crack yeah. whatever you want to say was the soviet union cold war mm. that's what we're led to believe where they took missile silos down and becomes like a catacombs but in american style where everything is enormous not like you know uh, indiana jones style where the catacombs are medieval and really low and cramped and not very nice and cave-like we're talking full-on life subterranean mm. in a concrete jungle this sort of thing I guess that there's a lot of billionaires and millionaires that have a spot in this, like their own sort of as chic as it can get in bunker life kind of house underground, mm. part of this network of bunkers. Now, I guess they're just using this as a great opportunity to have their cruise ship holiday without the cruise ship underground in a bunker. But it, it's very unusual for a virus to have that kind of impact. And it's funny to me because the press was all saying like, well, they're treating it like a nuclear problem, this, this coronavirus. Mm. I don't know. I, I, I think people are panicking. Obviously, they're uh, loving buying toilet rolls and stuff. So toilet rolls are at high premium right now. If you've managed to store them up, you'll be going for many moons. So you could give them all out as Christmas presents. Maybe customize <laughs> them. Maybe draw some pictures and throw them out there as a thank you to uh, the NHS. I don't know when this is all said and done. But basically, it's a little extreme, all right? And I'm not sure in my head if they know something we don't know, you know? I mean, when you have so many active asteroids above you, mm. more so than ever has been reported, it's either the press are bored and they're just turning their sights to something else because they've got a splinter and say some other stories. Mm. But all the press right now is very negative. You know, these, yeah. these asteroids could hit us, they'll be globe destroyers and might hit the surface but it'll be like 76 atomic bombs going off it's very provocative rhetoric mm, some know? of the articles say they're potentially dangerous but basically they're they're not close enough to do any harm well here's the thing so the science between asteroids hitting earth is an extremely super accurate way of going wrong at any minute for example one could bump into the other send off trajectory Mm. it's our response time and if you remember we had that situation in hawaii which we did an episode 30 or 29 oh, yeah where someone accidentally where some, pressed yeah, the right, button right, right. so <laughs> the alarm sometimes and this is what i'm really trying to get at yeah 
we're led to believe that NASA is the head of everything astrological. That's what we're meant to believe. But obviously, Japan's got a space center and development and stuff like this. China does. The UK does. I mean, it's basically three guys and an anorak and a sheep that goes to meet in a porter cabin in the middle of Wales. <laughs> but basically, we've got one. Um, laughable. Russia's obviously got intel. So it would be really a conglomerate of information. It wouldn't mm. be just one source. Whenever I hear a defined NASA source, I don't think it counts as credible. Sometimes I think it's basically saying, no, it's fine. It's all good. It's all cool. NASA says so. Don't really feel like NASA is credible. I feel like if Japan turned around tomorrow and said, well, actually, it's very realistic that this could hit us. Mm. Japan, and I did not know this until recently there might have been more accounts of this in the usa or in in tokyo or japanese news and hk but they had been experimenting sending blasts like something that can set an iron transmission blast into an asteroid to knock its trajectory because right. a millimeter makes a massive amount oh, yeah. of difference oh, right yeah. mm -hmm. um and they realized from the film armageddon i'm sure that you can't <laughs> just blow up an asteroid from the center out because it's really stupid I mean, you'll fragment it and it'll be like a meteorite shower. Mm. You know, because that film is super scientific factual. Uh, <laughs> Bruce Willis died making that movie. Uh, he was back no. He was back for the next Die Hard after that. But, you know, in that movie, he lost one of his Hollywood lives. So the construct would be, we don't know. Asteroids are very weird things. Some of them are made out heavily out of ice. Some of them are made heavily out of graphite. Mm -hmm. Some of them are made out of marzipan and treacle. No. You, you just, yeah. And some of them are made out of cheese and biscuits. You just don't know what you're dealing with. That's what you don't know what you're dealing with. But I'll come back to intergalactic amazingness in a minute. But I wanted to say, if you are out there right now in your lockdown situation, whatever it may be, when you go out and you're doing your weekly claps to the NHS, or if you're online talking to someone around the world right now. On video chat. On video. If you're in America's healthcare system and they have a very similar celebration to clap there if you're in around Europe. Or if you just feel like you need some new threads to get yourself through all of this crazy stuff. I'm not sure if they're delivering right now. They should be. They might be shipping. And if they are, they're heroes to me because that's amazing. But of course, it's time to just say a quick hello to our sponsor mighty and great hobo bait uh you can get loads of repel there it is summer coming up so you know it's great to have new t-shirts new line of stuff mm. when all of this is over for when we come out of the caves when, when you come out of the caves and stuff like this when all of this is over it's gonna feel like you can go out there and make everyone laugh and put a smile on the face go to teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash hobo bait Check out all the apparel. They've got a long list of stuff. Phase two, we're led to believe, is coming out in December. I don't know what all of this will do to that process, but it'll be coming around just before Christmas, maybe Halloween, if we can push them faster. I don't know. We'll see how the faster monkeys work. But just go there right now, teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash hobo baits for all your lock-in attire or needs and after lock-in, post-lock-in. Yeah. So basically the asteroid thing that's only one chapter there's been a lot more talk about alien invasions recently and i'm thinking a lot of people in the journalistic world 
are looking for anything they can to create this kind of crazy hype to get all of the people panic. If we don't have enough to panic about, they want to throw another chapter at us. You know, we've had articles like the power's going to be cut off in the United Kingdom because, like, it's draining the grid. They don't work like that, so that's kind of a ludicrous statement. There's just so many stupid things being said. I think everyone from all sides of journalism is trying to tagline something, but it could also be for entertainment. It's mm. something to get you worried about, I guess, and it's something to take your mind off what is really happening with the virus and the spread and stuff like this. But it's a very unusual thing. I don't think I've ever seen a tabloid really nod to aliens, UFO invasions, UFO sightings, as much as has happened in the last week, you know. So we've got a very strange thing. We actually saw outside, we could see the, what looked like the asteroid, really. It was just the biggest, brightest thing in the sky. I'm pretty sure that's the one that blew up in mm. over Scotland. Yeah, because it didn't fit any of the constellations, and it's disappeared since. Yeah, it's gone. It's completely not <laughs> and there anymore. it was anymore. really bright yesterday. There are some strange things going on. We've mm. noticed that the skies are very desert-like in the UK, where it's totally we clear at night. a whole week of like just beautiful weather. Yeah, it was just sunny. It wasn't exactly warm, but at night it dropped almost 10 degrees, mm -hmm. which is basically sort of Moroccan desert yeah. vibe. There's been a lot of strange stuff. Now, a lot of people are saying, you know, you're going to see some massive differences because of pollution. And it makes you think in favor of stopping pollution, maybe have a lockdown every so often mm. of a month or so, just stop traffic. It's really made a difference. It's made a huge difference around the world, you know, yeah. but... It, it's very, like I said, it's a very strange era, this. It's very weird. It feels like an extended summer holiday. I can't imagine how weird it is to have your kids home tutored by default. Mm. It, it, you know, there's a lot of transitions, a lot of things from this that might stay permanently. Yeah. We discussed that with Jess. Yeah, like with time. the online classes and stuff. Yeah, online classes. Mm -hmm. Because people are going to look at this, especially an economic standpoint. How much can you save money? Mm -hmm. you know but my fear is and the hope that i i really hope doesn't happen is that we get scared to travel like we all become like oh i'm not going to risk an airplane and stuff after all of this yeah i'm hoping that we can revive our idea to try and bring the world back to normalcy because it is really scary mm. how much this could divide nations and create some serious issues yeah on that note i will say a key story that's just passed today is that France embezzled a bunch of face masks, 4 million of them, from Madrid at a time where Madrid is at critical and Sweden at act as mediator to get the masks to Spain. Things like that are worrying because that literally explains why the EU system is problematic mm. to me. There is a lot of people trying to take advantage in this time and it's very, very scary stuff that it's unfathomable really we need to kind of try and work together to get out of this not work against each other you know yeah yeah i feel like these times are you know we have like modern postmodern. i feel like this era should be like ironic because things that are happening often aren't what they seem you know like one of the things that really struck me with the face mask thing is that you know hong kong we had the whole protest thing then we had the mask ban and then suddenly, you know, coronavirus hit and now everyone is wearing a mask. So it's like... I think the scariest thing is how people have stocked them up. Mm. Because they've stocked up and they've made like wholesale stocks of these masks. Yeah. 
And the point is, just to sort of throw this out there, they don't really matter. Not to the everyday person, unless you are literally in a situation where you know you'll be mixing with absolutely everyone every second. Mm-hmm. It matters on public transport, sure. I understand that. But having like 8,000 of them in your room or something, it's nuts. So much so, and it's really the media that's done this. The media has really pushed them. There are so many companies right now that are actually trying to build stuff. So you've got uh, Lamborghini making masks. You've got Ferrari probably making masks. McLaren definitely is. I then think you've the got Royal Mint was as well. Yeah. Then you've got mm. like, you know, local fabric textiles places mm-hmm. in, in Italy, especially just to meet demand. Yeah. But it's just, it's ludicrous. We've seen loads of people walking out with scarves wrapped around their mouth mm-hmm. and stuff like this. It's not exactly sane of mind, and I'm just going to explain why. We're in a situation lockdown where most people in our area, currently we're in a space station, but when we were back on terrestrial uh, level, we basically had a country situation where you can walk anywhere you want. People are never that close. There's very intermittent people anyway. People are taking this lockdown very seriously. When you get to the supermarket, you're in a two-meter social distancing regiment where they actually mark the floor and all this stuff each supermarket's dealing with that differently sainsbury's a big brand wasn't doing anything really different and they just shut down the exit and it was filtering people through one door as opposed to two but morrison's had two meter markouts when you get into the supermarket nothing's changed it's all business as usual the volume of people is a lot less mm-hmm. but yeah it's it's a peculiar thing yeah the way so, they've kind of constructed the outside is almost like you're queuing up for a ride or something yeah it's basically you're waiting at the epcot center or on a roller coaster in florida <laughs> it's basically like a strange feeling but when you get inside there the logic's out the window because mm. there is no distancing there's no coordination it's no. literally free for all what it always was now that's weird and I'm presuming it's going to be more extreme in places like London or Dudley or Probably, whatever, because Pete yeah. said there was arrows around Asda when he went, mm. which is the UK Walmart. Just put it out there. But I'm not going to stay on this point. We've gone from space to a very weird point. But basically, I'm just saying, like, there is an ironic twist to a lot of things. Your your point is completely right. It also feels really strange because we stepped from Hong Kong relatively normal to hong kong high into this protest Mm -hmm. and it had been the victim of this protest for a long time but at that point when we got there it was super violent when we got outside of hong kong into japan we had the super typhoon yes we also had a new emperor we also had a lot more rain than there's ever been and flooding yeah important to point that out because there's been a lot of flooding in in japan this year we had the extremes of stuff because they had the Rugby World Cup out there and stuff like this was pretty extreme everywhere because there was a lot of tourists being stupid, drunk, and, you know, that sort of thing. We leave Japan, return to Hong Kong. We got to the absolute worst part of the protest, mm. decided to come back here, and within a time frame of three or four months, we've had flooding, we've had crazy weather, storm almost every weekend and then suddenly we've had this mm-hmm. hit internationally everywhere we were kind of outside of hong kong for a couple of months we heard this thing started off in china you know as everyone else did in wuhan but it's just a very bizarre period of history because a lot of things like the alien rhetoric the asteroid rhetoric hal even if you want to go there 
super aerials like harp or maybe the 5g network mm. theories there's a lot of effort to demystify anything but covid19 and the coronavirus when there is a lot more i think established and very realistic plausibility to believe that we kind of put the world on a tipping point this year and i think that the amount of storms and stuff that have happened there's a recent reported sinkhole in south america mm. these all seem to be things that are happening either because we've influenced it somehow or either because something is definitely bigger than just this virus but mm -hmm. we just don't know and anything that is sensible of 5g radiation in the in the networks and stuff like this it's buried pretty quickly by fact checkers in all the media and that's fine it's probably completely safe and whatever it's all been delayed anyway as far as the actual Everything's application delayed. yeah but i'm just saying to me it's very bizarre because it feels as you were saying there is so much political unity mm -hmm. at the moment around the world everyone's saying the same rhetoric everyone's reading the same paper everyone's saying the same logic mm -hmm. Every nation is dealing with the same thing. We're all being held in. We can't fly anywhere. We can't leave by boat. We can't leave by trains in most places now. We can just go into space. We can just, well, we did. We, we took the easy option <laughs> and went to an intergalactic space station by choosing. But basically, it is a strange time. Wrestling, it's WrestleMania in the next few days. That's going to be a closed set. A lot of people listening aren't going to care about wrestling, but that's bizarre. It's just been super weird. To Last... have usually a live performance with no audience. Yeah. Like... It, it, I mean, like, you can argue, like... That's going to be weird you can argue, regardless. You can argue, because there have been a lot of broadcasts from theatre to mm -hmm. cinemas which don't have an audience. Mm -hmm. It's been going on for a while in, in a weird sort of creative way. This is the first time I've ever witnessed anything like this. To the scale, WrestleMania is a Super Bowl of wrestling right essentially it's the same sort of event in magnitude to people who are even casual who don't really care because it's such a show it's such a spectacle mm -hmm. usually 150,000 people packing an arena yeah. maybe 75 or whatever depends the scale of the arena but it's usually their biggest event it's christmas for the wrestling world right and it defines the entire year it's almost like you dictate in the Premier League whoever won the league by the end of it, but then it's straight into the same old format. It doesn't really matter who won last time. It's all different. In wrestling terms, this is where you reset all your characters or your rivalries. So it's basically you hit this thing called WrestleMania, and then from then out, you're redesigning the TV show that lasts all year. And this is a very big event loads of people have said you should postpone it like everything else has been postponed they can't do it they legally can't do it because they're infringed on tv distribution rights the show the week after all the writing schedules it it's would push be a everything domino back. effect yeah massively so yeah. um and that's what a lot of people don't understand it would be like you reach the end of say your favorite tv series I, I don't know burn notice or dexter or game of thrones you get to that end finale and then they say, well, we're going to have to delay that. You can't watch it for the next, God knows, eight months. The series can't continue. All of the actors are backed up. It just, it, it doesn't make sense. This is something that is live, broadcasted live. And it works like a live TV drama, mm. which is hell of a thing. Like you don't record all of this stuff three months ahead of time, like you would Game of Thrones or six months ahead of time. 
So anyway, it's a weird situation. I'm really proud of them for carrying it on. I'm really proud that they've had the balls to do it. Mm. You know, they've dealt with it in a really intense way. It's a good nod to AEW, who's done a very similar thing in in their Jackson Jaguar arena that's owned by the Khan family. It's important to keep these things going because they're literally trying to give you entertainment. These guys still have to do that. They are basically, it's like a TV show. So they have to keep working. The fact that it is live means it's very special. You wouldn't get EastEnders live or you wouldn't get, I don't know, Game of Thrones live. It Mm. has to have that time to develop post-production. It's basically a movie. But in wrestling, it's happening when you're seeing it, pretty much. So they've been taping episodes to quarantine people because Mm. it's really difficult to move all the parts. Yeah. So they have been taping the last couple of weeks. But WrestleMania, I think some bits are being taped, some bits will be live transmitted. It's very different, and they're doing it over two days, Mm. which I think is super generous. I mean, you're basically talking to a company that can put down pay-per-view to some people, but most people are going through the network. Very cheap, two days, full entertainment, about four hours of programming. That's a huge thing. So a lot of people in the world are arguing like, oh, it's going to be terrible. It's going to be awful. I actually think it takes a lot of balls to do what they're doing at Mm -hmm. a massive cost to the company. They're losing so much money because you don't have the live audience money anymore. You don't have all of that merchandise you'd have gotten that day. Yeah. You've now literally done this as a TV broadcasting thing. Your ends have just been lost. This could be one of the most successful things they ever do. If it goes right, this could change the platform forever. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to nod that out there. I know there's people out there who are not really going to care, but I think it's a historical moment. And if you haven't seen a product for a while, it's a really good example of give it a shot because you can get on there right now and have extended the free period right? because of this situation. They're doing a lot for their audience. Well, I and, think it, is, I think it is worth nodding towards just because everything else has been cancelled, including the Olympics as well as Edinburgh Fringe Festival well, I think year. the thing about wrestling is you can guarantee you're getting people in the arena like you would at a football match, mm-hmm. American or UK, or any sporting event. The thing about the Olympics is you're getting people from everywhere around the world yeah. and in a contagious quarantine way. You can't keep that going because you re- there's so many variables. Mm-hmm. Like you could have the hurdles and then everyone drops and has a seizure or something. It would be the wrong kind of entertainment, you know? Wrestling is different because it can be controlled, but I think it's important to state a lot of these people out there in social media world, YouTube, anything like this, they're heavily criticizing it. A lot of wrestlers are heavily criticizing the fact that Vince McMahon carried it on. That's what people don't understand. It's like, you know, if you kept your restaurant open to feed people like a soup kitchen through a hatch or something like that, you'd be an amazing hero, just like the NHS, just like any health service. Mm. It's the people like that that have the fortitude to continue to deliver at their own cost and expense. They are heroes. So it's however you want to look at it. I just want to throw it out there. These guys in AEW, these guys in WWE, they're heroes because they're still doing this every week for you. And I think the product is affected. It's a very weird thing to see with an uh, empty arena. God knows all promoters in the wrestling industry hate that. But UFC completely shut down, you know, and and oh, yeah, they cancel a fight. They or completely something. shut yeah. down, yeah. And I think they could continue. They could mm. continue, but they're not willing to do it on their own pocket. And I think that's the difference. Yeah, I think you, you know what I, I mean? mentioned something in an earlier episode where I feel like a lot of the reactions are disclaimers. 
that's why they don't want to do it because it's like oh well what we've got is a we don't time, want the responsibility we've got a time, if something goes wrong sure we've got a time in history where this is given excuse to lazy people to be lazier and i think work ethic could really be affected mm. at the end of this yeah this is like a lot of people's dream oh i don't have to go to work now for months and months and months and months <laughs> and months and months unclear when i'll ever go back if i'll ever go back if the job's over there mm. the entire world is going to have to do a rebuild job i think it could be one of the most amazing periods of human history i think the rebuild here is almost an age like the industrial revolution we're, mm. we're looking at something very amazing on the back end of this but i will say when a company as corporate as wwe public company with sponsorship and they are super dependent on crowd ticket funding it's like a rock concert. Mm -hmm. You are super dependent on the tickets you sell to do that live performance. And when they say at our cost, we're doing this. Yeah, we're just going to And most going. people will watch it for free. Mm. That tells you actually how amazing they are to their audience. It'll be at their loss. Yeah. It will be at a significantly dramatic loss. This isn't a TV ratings thing. This is literally a live performance pay-per-view. Mm. And for them to do that is incredible. ESPN has took back catalog in America of the previous WrestleManias and pay-per-views and stuff like this to just amp this up a little bit. Mm. But it's at sold rights. So they've obviously been smart enough and savvy enough to come in with the back end of some source, but they've had to sell some of their property to do that. Now, it's just a hell of a thing. It'd be the equivalent of Starbucks doing a hazmat guard that can deliver you a coffee every day on them. You know, that's what I'm saying at their loss. What do you think of all these um, online entertainment things that people are doing, like a uh, concert in my bedroom? <laughs> well, I saw this thing. It was only two days ago. It's been going on for a couple of weeks now, but Billie Eilish is one of the big ones where she's just sat on a couch with a bloke playing guitar. Right, yeah. And the only thing I could think of was like, well, that dude's never leaving the house. Mm. That dude's, she better like that dude because that dude can't leave now he's stuck there forever um i mean i think it's cool in a sense that they're just reaching out to the fan base mm. they must be bored out their brains yeah i mean you know for a performer it's basically this is my bread and butter yeah because all the gigs have been cancelled so Correct. Like, all of the yeah everything around the world um except for the ones i think some have retained their july or june sort of dates but at this point, everything in the immediate future yeah. is completely cancelled. Um, I mean, it's all right. It's a bit mediocre. Mm. I mean, in a sense, it makes you kind of relate to them, but it's also a little bit naff. So I don't really know. I mean, I've always had a pretty fundamental issue with anyone musically sitting on a chair of a guitar and just singing to a camera mm. because it's horrible feeling. I've done it myself when you're doing sort of like an acoustic set or whatever. It doesn't feel real. You need that kind of participation. Mm -hmm. So in a way, I guess it's a message direct to their fans saying, we're, we're here thinking about you. Mm -hmm. There's been some cleverer stuff. Trivium have put out a lot of their previously unreleased recorded shows around the world that they've done on tours and stuff and made that a YouTube thing. Right. There's been people doing like digital tours on all social platforms, almost dealing like Instagram is Monday, yeah. Facebook is Tuesday, and it's basically a tour of different areas that you play. I think there is a market here where you could do some really significantly creative stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we're in early days. Maybe we'll see theatre done like that. Yeah. Shared theatre could be cool as a, you know, I'll do a bit of the play, then you do another play. I actually saw a family 
doing Les Miserables in their lounge and then putting that out on YouTube. Things like that are kind of cool. Yeah. I find that to be fun yeah. because you're engaging in your family, not killing your family. That's a good thing, mm-hmm. obviously, for society. Uh, you're not whacking each other in the head with baseball bats. You're actually doing something constructive. I said as a joke um, that we should recreate the end of the Premier League in football in our garden, just you and I. <laughs> and we could play the games and see who decides. But I think one thing that's really happening that's actually amazing is the uh, eSports where they're getting famous uh, celebrities playing their sport. Maybe they're in the sport themselves or it's just whatever. So like F1 and you'll have a few F1 drivers right. and then you'll have a bunch of celebrities live from their house with mm. all the gimmicks mm-hmm. doing a Grand Prix from like real time, all electronic. I, I love stuff like that. That's great. Mm-hmm. Um, the last point I wanted to say, and we really got on tangents about face masks and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> I mean, it is a different, like, it is really difficult right now because usually we'd have a story, oh, we went out and did this and yeah. did that. We were only in a space station floating, so we, <laughs> we, we don't really have a lot to do. Um, but what I will say is when you're looking for entertainment, and there is so much, we are really fortunate around the world to have so many options of entertainment. Mm. If you're in Thailand, you can pirate everything. Right, fine, <laughs> off you go, download your piracy. Uh, if you're in Japan, you've got the same access, Amazon, Netflix, mm. all of this. Hong Kong, loads of stuff. A lot of them illegal TV channel bouncing. That's fine. Uh, America, same as us. Australia, same mm. as us, but watered down. Uh, Europe, loads. You know, we got loads of entertainment. Disney Channel's just launched as well, which is amazing. Yeah. How would the world be like if we didn't have the internet? Well, if that blacks out, I do <laughs> think you'll have a lot of murder happening. You know, I'm just saying that. Um, but what I will say is. Something that we watched, it was pointed out by Dave, my mate in Liverpool. Hi. Everyone in Liverpool seems to be dealing with stuff pretty well. So just a big shout out to Dave as usual. I've done this so much that I could just say, yeah, he's in my head. He doesn't exist. He's just my brain. <laughs> imaginary he's brain. imaginary, Dave. Um, he recommended that we watch the thing called uh, Tiger King, mm. which I'd seen on Netflix. It's one of the highlighted things. And I briefly wanted to say this as my second topic but we sort of wobbled into face masks and stuff like this but i will just quickly cap up on that that show now i've lived in south carolina so a big nod to everyone in south carolina all of you guys that were out there with me i saw a lot of stuff out in south carolina that was so close to that topic that to me it wasn't as far as entertaining as a sad truth right okay so it it affected me a bit more than it would if you're just looking at that without the experience completely oblivious that that stuff takes on uh form i saw the animal auctions there we saw a tropical one they had bears in cages they had husky puppies and stuff like this and it was really just in the middle of a normal market Mm. so it was like a car boot no licenses no no nothing nothing like that just maybe they'd reared them themselves so in a sense it was legal but basically i mean south carolina or any of the states like texas or whatever there's it's such a different flavor you go from something that is basically like the most amazing neighborhood like multi-millionaires live there it's beautiful and one thing i'll say about all this area it is beautiful it's one of the most beautiful places on earth really Mm. these states but then you see all this crazy stuff. There's always some guy in Florida with his alligator farm that's running out of his swamp part, you know, like <laughs> he's got his back garden. Like, it's a very weird and wonderful thing. But when I saw just the numbers of tiger breeding in the USA, 
it really started winding me up about the fact that you know they're actually rearing and and breeding tigers better than they are in the wild in say china mm. for the sake of entertainment yeah it's terrifying and you know the thing about this documentary is it's it's fascinating if you've never lived there if you've lived there it's sort of like oh god memories you know it's like yeah yeah that's a little bit too close to home man mm. when you're watching this from afar it's almost like that's going on this is mental this is crazy yeah right and so i just wanted to quickly sort of say like it's a strange strange phenomenon i mean you know mike tyson had two snow tigers or something like this yeah very famous and <laughs> one of them nearly killed him or something like this i don't know I mean, it's such a weird thing. We can barely fathom it from the UK. If this even tried to reenact itself in the UK, it just wouldn't work because mm. we don't have the land space. And I think even if you had the farm to pull it off, it would be shut down very quickly. It's almost a common sense thing. But in America, it's one of these things where it shows you the government doesn't really centralize any view on the south and southern states in the bible belt because it literally just goes well they're all nuts so whatever <laughs> whatever they want to do just let them do it and yeah it's it's really sad to see that story the exploitation especially that line between freedom and regulation isn't it well it's also the fact that they were crossbreeding yeah and they were doing like mix-ups and it, it's just absolutely mad uh, it, the thing that's fascinating about that show if anything is how does someone so far detached from reality and mediocre in their talent range gets so powerful it's ludicrous mm. i think it's uh it's interesting but at the same time i think the viewpoint at least that i could take from it if it was a perfect balance and if they were respectful to the animals and the animals came first it could be a very good thing to stop an endangered species yeah anyway if you've got nothing else to do give it a crack if you are from South Carolina, you'll be rolling your eyes. If you're from Florida, you'll probably be going smacking your head against the keyboard or whatever that you're you're listening to this on. Um, yeah, it's it's bad. I mean, it, you know, it's an expose that you, you guys know exists out there. And if you're one of these crazy rednecks with a wildcat collection, uh, look after the cats. They're your principal moneymaker. So don't treat them badly and don't ever get wrapped up in your own egos. Literally deal with the thing as the love for cats. And that's the thing that Joe Exotic, the main character in this, the actual Tiger King, mm -hmm. by the end of the whole narrative, you see a flashback of when he was younger and he was an activist, a yeah. very real one. Yeah, that's And then it all messed him up when he got the power of the dollar. Yeah. And I just think that's the story, really. It's almost the corruption of the American dream that... Oh, the American dream is corrupting, mm. you know, because there's no free way to be almost uh, Confucius in that. You know, it's take all and, and serve yourself and make the most money and do whatever. If you give back to society as a multi-billionaire, cough, cough, Bill Gates, it's because you made loads of victims of your really crap Microsoft <laughs> software that never worked and all your muddled up pieces of garbage uh. and the red ring of death Xbox, you know. You're still taking advantage of people at one point at the end of your career. If you made your millions, you can't turn around and say money solves everyone's issues because it doesn't. It's it's the heart. And when you actually find that out, that's when a public should say to Bill Gates, yeah, doesn't it feel like a paradox? Because when you were in that business, you should have given us the best technology. We should still be having level one PCs. 
like you can update them at a cheaper cost mm -hmm. all of the windows stuff should have worked full time if you really cared about us but you made your millions and now you're giving them back it just that's to me that's a little bit nonsensical ironic. yeah it is it's an ironic episode <laughs> isn't it but um not in an Alanis Morissette ironic the actual ironic um so just to wrap this up I think that there's so much that we can do right now Disney Channel launched recently there's so much stuff on there I think Star Wars will probably be bounced on there it's really weird not to go to the cinema mm. gotta be honest like they're, they're closed down indefinitely they're like the plague bearing cesspools of the world right now um which i can't imagine what that must be like in la like with the arc light and stuff yeah anyway oh memories see life was normal once so we will be in our intergalactic space uh station of my choosing for some time it's important to tell you all that because we're taking lockdown seriously we know we probably carry every plague under the sun uh so we just thought we'd do humanity a good favor and put ourselves in this chamber above the uh, the globe that you call Earth uh, for the near and dear future. Um, but we will be back when this is all over uh, in our field with our sheepy friends. I miss them. Do you miss sheep? Yeah. Yeah. They're cute. They are good. They're good. good They're mates. also very tasty. So you shouldn't really say that. There's vegans listening. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll scrub the last part. Oh, we won't. But we'll be back this time next week. Bear with us. This is a new thing in podcast world for anyone who's doing podcasts around the world right now. It's a very good opportunity for you to jump in and do one yourself. But I will say, like, lockdown, it's very difficult. We will talk about what we're discovering from our extremely amazing high observation place. Uh, we're getting all of your stuff live by um, Satamic Lights or whatever they're called. Satamic um, Lights. Yeah, they're Scottish. It's different. <laughs> But basically, stay safe, stay locked down, keep sane, learn a language, play cards with each other, uh, go online, play cards with each other, whatever. Just do something that keeps your brain occupied. Do not be one of these people that loses it after a week and a half. We've literally got a lot more coming. Uh, so we'll keep you as sane as we can. And uh, we'll be back next week, same place, same time, high above the earth. Uh, over to one for the wrap-up. Subscribe to FIA Gets Tubed on YouTube for access to all Project FIA episodes and extras. As you know, you can find our podcast on all the major platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean, and SoundCloud. Ask us questions and drop us your comments via email. Our address is projectfia.rebelrated at gmail.com. And of course, we are also on Twitter. Our handle is projectfia.rebelrated.